everyone, welcome to our bonus episode. This week we are doing listener questions. I'm Jammer. I'm Michael. We're a Coronation Street podcast that does listener questions every now and Occasionally. Uh, I can't remember, when did we do this last? August, September? I don't know, but I like it. If you want us to answer a question about Coronation Street, please do email us, conversationstreet at gmail.com. We'll add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah. Laura is the first person who has a question and she wants to know... If you could make any character become the new villain of the street, who would you choose and what would they do or who would they kill off? I, I, I like how they're appealing Laura. to, um, to you know, what, what we like by asking about villains. We, we've like, we've done a lot of villains chat recently, especially with all the Stephen up? Reed yeah, thing. Exactly. But, um, Stephen's gone, so it's time for a new villain on the street. I mean, we, we've got, got Mason, him, we've got Dom. But, um, yes. Do you think it's going to be Mason? Well, I don't, the, 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 the the character is more about who is currently good that could become bad. The question, but, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying Mason at the moment. I don't know whether at the moment he's got he's going to be up there, but I think he's a he's an effective um, toe rag. <laughs> there are so many people who are blinded by the entire concept of bullying and villainy who cannot seem to like get that you do need baddies in the show. They hate Mason so much. The actor who plays Mason, I hope he's not on social media. Yeah, he's, he on, he's on Instagram. <sighs> Luca Tula. There are so many people that are just really horrible about the character. Because yeah, but they... I think sometimes villains like that. No, well, listen. Well, I'm telling you, if you're a villain and social media is full of stuff, of people saying, hate the storyline, hate this character, hate the actor, hate the way he looks, hate the way he does this what about and that something and the other like thing. Petition. But I'm just telling you <laughs> that it means you're doing a good job. Yeah, I was just going to say, petition to um, have Amy beat Mason over the head with a protest yeah. sign, as you posted last night. Yeah, but I didn't really made it obvious. I was talking about the characters. Yeah. So we, let's we, not let's not we've been asked let's not be mean about we've been the asked to find everybody. a new um, villain out of Curry's current crop of goodies um, and it's not you they're know, all a bunch of disgusting do-gooders aren't they yeah yeah uh, it's, this has been done in the past not you know it's not a common thing usually characters are brought in and the the villain alert siren goes it's off because it's so obvious when they that, step though. into the scene like here comes a baddie some of the biggest names in Curry villainry weren't necessarily. Obvious from the beginning. There's, yeah, there's been so who you got, like, who I would you say Pat Phelan is the one who was brought in as a villain and progressed to become more and more evil as time went on. Yeah, he was a nasty piece of work from, so, the, from the off. Like Stephen, Uncle Stephen, God rest his soul. <laughs> you know, he, he was just a normal businessman for he, ages. Well, yeah, you know, for, I, I for a good 25 years, he was, there was not a villainous bone in his body. I am honestly wondering if... If, say, the character of Mike Baldwin mm. had made it to current era, would he have become a serial killer? I wonder. Because businessmen on Coronation that Street... sounds a bit like Jump the Shark moment It does, there, but isn't that it? what kind of... Sometimes that's what being a Cory villain is about, is jumping the shark, jumping over the shark and riding a dolphin <laughs> into the sunset. I don't think I'd like the idea flipping of... flipping everyone off. I don't think I'd like the idea after all those years of Mike Baldwin suddenly going bad, but, but I, I wouldn't put it past whoa, 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 whoa. producers. And I know he was bad. Going bad? No, I know. He was... He, he, he was... He, he's an antagonist. Yeah, he absolutely So is. there's definitely a difference. So... so you know, antagonists and villains are, are definitely two different categories, mm. but they can overlap. So an- antagonist is just somebody who thwarts the hero, right? Yeah. Who has a kind of alternate goal that, that gets in the way of the hero. 
And uh, a villain is obviously somebody who's just evil. Evil for like the sake Ursula of... Like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> um, it seems like Ian McLeod quite likes taking established good characters and giving them a bit of an edge. Because as well as Stephen, we also had uh, Gary. That was I think that feels like that, that was fairly to... early on in Ian's tenure, wasn't it? I'd Coming really, in and saying, well, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to get the new Ken and Mike. This is going to be... Gary versus, I can't remember who he was supposed to be against at the moment, but he really tried to sell it that Gary was going to revisit his dark roots. And he did for a bit, although I don't think he was, I wouldn't say he was ever villain, was he? But maybe, he I don't, I can't, man. I can't remember exactly what, um, what, what, what Ian said. I think he didn't, it's clear he didn't want to turn him into the type of villain that has got a shelf life, because that's, that's the problem yeah, yeah, with yeah. this. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're if, we're, right. if we're saying which of our current characters do we want to make into a villain, we're kind of saying who, who are we going to be counting of? down the, the months, years for, yeah, before they're you're gone. So wise. Thanks. But, but Gary's kind of, he's just kind of gone back to being good now. He just had a villainous spell and just, he dipped his toe into villainy, didn't he? Uh, killed a couple of people and uh, decided... Well, yeah, Neil, Rick Nealon and Rana. I still still blame him for that, you know. Uh, and, and now he's back to just being normal and nice just again. A and I wonder whether the way that Gary's story has gone over the past few years is as Ian McLeod envisioned, or did he actually plan for him to keep that nasty side to him permanently? Because he's, as I say, he's definitely not like that anymore. He's had a kind of redemption. Corey would say that he's been redeemed with those final scenes with, uh, with Kelly last year, but I'm <laughs> still not so sure. I still need... Still need uh, him to pay for his crime of dropping a roof on poor Rana. I'd love Gary to be a villain in the sort of vein of Dorothy from Wizard of Oz crossed <laughs> with Dexter, you know, dropping houses on witches. I, I don't think that Gary, I think, I know he started off as a, as a wrong one, but I never, but when I first heard the news that Ian McLeod was hoping to turn him bad I kind of was a fairly cautious of the plans and I, th- I think I was right I, I enjoyed his time Gary's as a, villain era was my favourite yeah as the, as the lone shark the lone ginger remember but I, I like him as he is now I think it's partly because to do with since then we've we've met Mikey North and chatted to him he's like he's a nice guy really can't see I you as a bad I don't think I've ever met him yes, like, oh yeah, yeah I met him at, when we went to the studio yeah, but you've, yeah, yeah. You've... I've met him a couple of times um, another one another <laughs> Another one, um, um, Sharon, um, uh, Sharon yes. Bentley, um, Gaskell was it was used to be good and came back recently. Well, how long ago was it now? How what, long, how long so ago she, was it until Sha- she tasered? Yeah. She, no, no, hang on, Michael. Let's be clear because there are two evil Sharons. Yes, I'm not talking about Sharon, Sharon Lone Shark. Sharon, who's the Lone Shark? Yeah. Who was? I'm talk- um, yeah, Gary's. Gary's, uh, I don't know, right hand woman. Yeah, yeah. After Rick popped his clogs. No, yeah. I'm talking about Sharon Bentley, the uh, foster daughter of Rita, who was definitely a bit of a goodie. Although I suppose in the day she did go after Brian, didn't she? She did try and steal Brian after off of Gail back in the late eighties. Is that so, a villain? You're well, not, no, it, it shows a mischievous a side, minute. I suppose. I'm not trying to let split you up s- beloved. No. Uh, women who steal other people's men are not villains they're just (laughs) sexy (laughs) Um, but I think she was I think it was definitely you know in in her last appearance she definitely taken that turn down the the road. Well, this is a good question, you know. How many women have the potential here for true I think villainy? if we're I think if we're looking for characters in the current crop of the cast that could make villains I would quite like to 
look at the women because yeah. Corrie is one of the things that fans will say is that there aren't enough legendary Corrie villains. Now we, there are some. There are some. We've got the moment like Debbie has, has the potential to be a bit villainous but is she already well, villainous she or ruthless. is she just a bit of a chancer? She's, she's, she's got the ruthless business side and so many of Coronation Street's villains have been businessmen yeah. like Tony Gordon, Frank Foster. There's no, um, honestly, if you're a businessman on Corrie, you are just in the Yeah, eye if you wear a suspicion. shirt and tie, absolutely. No one trusts you. No. Um, but we we also, um, Maya, she was a, a, a big-ish. Um, sorry, sorry Ma- who? Ma- Maya, Maya. Who? Maya Sharma. Do you mean Mad Maya? Mad Maya, sorry, yeah. She, we're, we're currently <gasps> she, again, on ITV3 seeing her another roots. Another example she is an educated woman. So she, she wasn't a businesswoman, but she yeah. was a lawyer, right? If you're, not, if you're not working class. If you're not working class, and you you know yeah, you, can, you can wear a suit to work, <laughs> you're probably going to kill somebody. She, we've seen a couple of months of her on Classic Corey on ITV3 at the moment, and she's already starting to be a bit of a femme fatale. But I wouldn't say that she when she came in, she was anywhere near as crazy as she ended up being. But I, I don't know whether the plan for her all along was she's going to end up burning down all of Dev's shops and try and kill him. She's fantastic. Go into Blazing back. Inferno. I would love to have Ma- Maya back. And, you know, if you're going to talk about unhinged women, because, uh, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> when it comes to villainry, if you're a woman, like, men, there seems like there's a massive world of villainry that, that men can inha- inhabit. But if you're a woman, you're either nuts or you're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and Maya struggled like she was both. And but I'm going to say, um, I think another, there's untapped potential here for for, for nuttery. Mm. And I'm using that in a fictional term <laughs> for Mary. She I, kidnapped Norris yeah. and kept him in the bed a la misery. It was obviously a, a you know, a homage to Stephen King's misery where the, the, the author was kept in bed by this crazy woman. As interesting was, as that might be, I think I think if they tried to make Mary into a villain it now, it would be too late. It would be, they, but it would also they be could way have gone funnier. Down that road with her, but people would say, no, that's, that's not No, it would be way enough, funnier no. than what happened with Stephen. Like, Stephen was camp and hilarious, but also very dark. I, I don't know. I think they would just turn into absolute panto. I'd want Mary... to see it done really realistically. One of my favourite Corrie examples of a character that started good and absolutely defended into villainy was Don Brennan because he was mm. he was a just a decent chap, wasn't he, when he came into it in the 80s? And he became he, desperate. Yeah, he, he his desperation and he was turned nuts in the uh, fictional well, sense fictional as well sense. Uh, by because, being listen, married to Ivy just just to be clear Coronation Street and all fiction doesn't necessarily depict mental illness in the most favourable light not always and when you're thinking about what makes somebody evil or you know homicidal it's very easy to stigmatise mental health Don't... we're not doing that here we're just saying fictionally speaking you the idea that you would want to attack somebody doesn't seem like mm. a kind of <laughs> balanced thing to well, do. Don Brennan, I, I felt, having watched the episodes back over the last few years, that his descent into darkness was very... It was done at a good pace. But it and also he, felt he was, like, yeah, I think he, he was he leaving, me, leaving dodgy phone calls what for Denise. And then yeah. he, he just got 
he got obsessed by Mike Baldwin, didn't he? And Mike Mike Baldwin basically wound him up so much yeah. that he he's annoying. He, he ended up driving his car into the viaduct and and exploding in a fiery inferno. Tried but I kill, think that um, he tried to kill. Um, he tried to get. He drove Almer into the canal, Alma. didn't he? Yeah. I was but, doing um, this with my hands. Jeff Hinsliff was absolutely fantastic at doing that. Did and, you notice? Uh, yeah, I can see. Uh, and Don Brennan's final week on Coronation Street was absolutely superb. I love that. Um, and I know lots of people who liked Don before didn't like that story, but I, ha- having come in and just kind of watched it after the fact, almost that it happened, I, I thought that that was. That you really can't well bring done. him back. No, you can't. I'm, the question isn't who we're going to bring back. We're just well, going to discuss it. Yeah, but he's dead. I know. I'm just talking about ways they've done it in the past. Okay. That one worked well. It was <laughs> it, it was acted very well. It wasn't at all camp, and we got to see mm. the reasons for and the slow decline into darkness and madness. And you know, he had his he he um he tried to. Um, he, uh, kill himself. He ended up losing a leg, didn't he, in the yeah. accident with, uh, when he was when he was driving too fast because he was just driven insane by Ivy. Um, yeah, and, and so all, that really worked for me. It's like and a des- desperate. It's like a a psychic mm. enactment of all the frustrations. And when you're watching it as a as a viewer too, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, drive. You know, drive into the canal. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of all this rubbish. Let's just drive into the canal. Jim was another one, wasn't he? Who, yeah. Although he when when the when he first started in '89, the McDonald's came in. You could always tell that Jim was not the person that you want to get on the wrong side of. He was, oh, you know, he had his army background. Temper. Yeah, exactly. Um, Physically violent. With yeah, his but family. even the the. Vi- Again, you, you is, got the idea right. that the McDonald boys got the slipper, but yeah. it wasn't until a few years later that he we really saw him getting physical, physical with Liz, um, and 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 then he went through so much um, trauma, and he, you know he got pushed off the balcony, he was in a wheelchair well, for a, a bit, he was yeah, and um, and then by the time what what properly marked him as a villain, I suppose, was when he ended up um, being thrown in jail for being for the manslaughter of Jess Quigley, although. That was understandable because he was just protecting his son. That character-driven descent into darkness worked well for me. As much as I was sad to see him go when he was thrown in prison, it it did get a little bit silly when I think when he was holding up the building society with a shotgun, um, and and the less said about this recent return, the better. But that that worked really well for me, and it's not necessarily a route that you would have foreseen for Jim within his first few months or years of the show. Mm. Um, any I guess, others? I guess the question is also like, what do you think a villain is? Is a villain somebody who struggles with their inner demons? Like, I, I would call Jim. I would say the same about Don. Mm. They really hurt themselves more than they hurt other people. And it was a, it was a kind of a mental health thing before we really. Yeah, it didn't fly the flag on, and, and, on have, and have Charlie Lawson going onto the TV and say, so I'd have to tell you about Jim's mental health struggles, are we? Yeah, you know, it's it's not something that makes sense. You don't want to stigmatise people with mental health struggles. Mm. Um, but it's interesting to sort of look at those characters and say, oh, you know, they, they, were, they, they hurt people, yeah. but they hurt themselves more. Uh, same same with Tracy, you know. She it back totally backfired what she tried to do. She 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 was cold blooded. This was not a mental health issue. This was her. Oh, when she when she calculatedly uh, bludgeoning a man to death after she set him up as a as an abuser, and then it all backfired in her face. Tracy's change from hip, not she was never a hero, was she? I think when she was a young girl, she was fairly 
kind of blandly nice, but we could see through her teenage years she was becoming a bit of a rebel, but it was when, after she'd been away for a few years and came back as Kate Ford, that they clearly had her set on a path of, I guess it was mischief maker at the beginning, wasn't it? And thorn in people's side and just generally, I don't care, I'm all out for myself. I don't, don't, many, many Corrid viewers don't like the fact that she killed Charlie and thought that that took it too far. But we look at Tracy at the moment and she's lost almost everything at that edge. She's not, she's not lovely, happy, sunshine, smiley, you know, I'm going to mumsy tell you, kind of person, but she's not the same kind of villain that she was, say, five, ten years ago. There's a, there's a character who's is slightly analogous to how Tracy was antagonistic to people in you know before she bumped off uh, Charlie. Charlie. And the current character I can think of, which probably might surprise people, is Beth. And the same, the same with um, you know some of some of Steve's more famous wives. A lot of those were antagonistic. Towards other people, especially Karen. Yeah, yeah she Karen um, really was. You could have made Karen a murderer. You could make Beth a murderer. I wouldn't. I think I might like that with Beth because she's gone down. I, I don't, I'm not sure that she's many people's favourite character no. at the moment, but maybe. But she's charismatic. You know, she's got charisma. She was likable to begin with. Mm. I'm not convinced whether Beth, the character, is smart enough to play a convincing villain. I like my villains to be devious and scheming. Yes. And, and They've got to be one step ahead, don't they? Yeah, and I and I don't see Beth as being that. She's more just like they're getting Impulsive. annoyed and being narky in the street at somebody. I can't see her plotting the same way that, that Tracy and no, Maya... No, no, not at all. I, I, did. No, no, but... And, you know, you've got... I mean, she's, she slapped Hope this year, hasn't she? So maybe this villain. is the start of the slippery, slippery slope. Talking about, you know, female villains... Um, Sharon, she was just involved. She was embroiled in a drugs family. Yeah. So it kind of felt like she was her hand was forced in a way to protect her family at times. Yeah, you've got various reasons for turning to the dark side. Like, also, well, do do you think that sometimes the women get more of a a sob story for for want of a better word for why they might. You know, are we are yeah, we more maybe. sympathetic sometimes? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to because think you of know, some... if you think of Maya, it was Maya versus. Um, Sunita and Sunita was such a little uh, doe-eyed, um, sa- well, like a sad woman, you know. <laughs> yeah. She was like a, she was like one of the Phil's answers to Princess Diana. She's just <laughs> tragic mum. Oh, she had a bit of more spark to her. Do but you not, I think that we... I, yeah, but compared to Maya, for goodness' sake, mm, mm. I think a lot of the times the men are just oh yeah, men, men are evil. We don't yeah, need well, to explain you... the backstory. Whereas women, it's like oh, we got to explain why this lovely yeah, lady. Yeah, somebody like uh, Alan Bradley was just he he started off as good. Um, so and Al- I think so Alan was Alan, Alan Bradley being the one Jen- who got Jenny's run over by, by a, a tram. By yeah. a tram. Yeah. He came in as good, and, and Mark Eden, after he'd been in the show for a year or so, I think the story goes, was they were finding, oh, we don't know what to do with this guy now. Mm. And then they say, well, what if he stole them Faircliff's identity? And then that's like, oh yeah, that would work. And okay. Mark Eden played him brilliantly. So There's something out of left field. What? Who's currently stealing somebody's identity on Coronation Street? Um, Daisy being Crystal. Ed Bailey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He has, hasn't he? He's sent off to be Norris Cole. Yes. Now, <laughs> hang on a minute. Now, would can, this not Ed be, be incredible? Ooh, 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 ooh. You, it's like an evil Father Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like the one I future Armour. I would love that. If, if that would really set a fire under the Baileys, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know I if it would happen. I don't, think, I don't think he could pull off villain. I, I don't. But then Corey could do their thing where, you know, how they want to be 
Corey's first whatever. Corey's you, first black murderer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Of course, that sounds do you, great. Do you like it when characters Not are changed really. from good to bad? Because I, there's a real risk of feeling like it's jumping the shark and a massive twist in, in character um, motivations. I think it, Stephen's the first time they really took somebody kind of fairly neutral and went, yeah, you're a killer now. But what if he were bad? Yeah, I suppose a lot of the I other think... ones have had a more... I suppose with... Uh, like with John Stape. Did, or did he turn bad? He wasn't really a villain, no, was he? He was they... an accidental killer, yeah. I think they're really good at sort of taking somebody and going, what would be the trigger here? What's the what's you on your worst day? But I think even... That's the thing about soaps, though, isn't it? Because they're talking about ordinary people, you know, even though they're caricatures. It's like, on your worst day... What are you capable of? And that's why we're kind of fascinated with these villains. Like, if you push me so hard, would I drown a man in a pool after drugging him with LSD with his, in his wine glass? I don't know. Let's find out. Well, Stephen, Let's watch Stephen also started with accidental kills, didn't he? Yeah. And it wasn't until his third one that he went with the intention almost every, of bumping him off. Almost and every serial villain on Corrie, you know, serial killer on, on Corrie has started off yeah. an accidental kill. And then realised that they could get away easy. with it. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I do like the, the I suppose a positive of turning a good character villainous is the potential for moral ambiguity and, and feeling was the best for this, wasn't he? Like I could be good, I could be bad, which path do I go down? Oh, so I'm good. not I'm not a killer or am I? Um Well yeah, but I mean he so, said that's you know, with yeah. Andy he was yeah, really exactly what I'm torn of, about the scene in the cellar. Do I kill so, you? So that that's quite good and it also gives a bit of a surprise factor because I still I'd like to go back in time a year um, no, a year and a half and say you know what they're going to guess who's going to be the next serial killer yeah Stephen Reed just to, just to see the surprise on my face um, you don't really need to imagine it because we were there I suppose we, yeah, we, when we found when out we found before out. almost true. anyone else that's true out of who wasn't involved in Corrie yeah I suppose the problem one of the big problems with it is um you, you risk alienating fans of a certain character. So if you get a well-liked oh, character true. and you turn them into a villain, or just... I mean, we've kind of seen it a little bit with Daisy this year, haven't we? Yes, I we? was literally one, thinking of Daisy. One of the most popular characters and with huge um, online fan bases at the beginning of the year. And some of her choices this year, particularly with impersonating Crystal and going after Ryan, she's she's not liked as much anymore. Right. But, but she's but not a villain. I, can I say... So you, I, I I don't I don't want to put words in people's mouths and I I'm not I I this this fan base for, for Daisy are, are seemingly young women who are a similar age and kind of identify with with her but I'm going to predict that they would actually rather she killed somebody than cheated on Daniel. <laughs> you reckon? Yes. <laughs> because well, the thing about it is it's so super melodramatic and completely out of the realm of possibility in real life mm. that you it's kind of it's weird you kind of judge characters less for things that are so outrageous mm. that would never happen in real life I mean I obviously I know what's murders I've, I've <laughs> seen stories I've heard, I've heard of them yeah. but do you see what I mean yeah. like like if if she could can you imagine her being some kind of avenging angel for for women who've been... Imagine if she I got involved she... in, like, Amy's spiking story and she just yeah. killed men who spiked women. Well, I think this is a bit like what the Breeder McQueen story was like in Hollyoaks oh, when they know. had that um, female serial killer there. I 
I, I, I may great. be I mean, wrong, but like, I think she did like go after men who she thought deserved a good killing. Well, this is like the real life serial killer, American serial killer, Eileen Warnus, who um, her story and whether you believe her or not, uh, you know, is not about not what we're talking about in this podcast. But she said that she only murdered men who deserved it, who were rapists, who she mm. thought, you know, shouldn't shouldn't exist. Like, imagine if. Imagine if Daisy was just like an avenging angel. I think that Charlotte Jordan would definitely have what it takes to She'd pull be it off. Fantastic, and and a, a femme fatale for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, probably fem- the sexiest villain we've ever had on Corrie. Yeah, it would, it would completely ruin <laughs> the character. But I suppose it? Coronation Street would need to consider if we've already gone down the route too much. Well, is she okay. beyond redemption? The danger with with hot and com- upcoming young stars like Charlotte Jordan. Is you're always thinking if you're surely working on the show, if you're a producer or, or whatever, like how long is she going to stay here? Is she going to springboard herself? You know, mm. like um, R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly, Millie Gibson. Millie Gibson, who was fantastic and wonderful and a bit of a villain herself, really, mm. in a sense, used Corey as a springboard and now she's going to be in Doctor Who. Um, Charlotte Jordan, is she looking at her career and going, I want to stay in Corey forever? Or is she looking at it and going, I want to be. I want to go and mm. do this and that and the other thing. And would going out... Because you think about somebody like Michelle Keegan. Yeah. She went out as a, as a victim. Mm. Now imagine going out as, as the perpetrator. Isn't that, isn't that be, feminism? It would be an interesting isn't that change. empowerment for women? <laughs> Instead of going out as the murder victim. Just, you know, like Maxine Peacock too. All these women who have exited the show to go on to do other things with their career and they've been murdered because that's the most shocking thing that can happen. No, being the murderer is the most shocking thing that can happen. I If, if Charlotte Jordan ever wants to leave Corrie, sign me up on team, make her a killer. It doesn't, that it be doesn't have to be a killer, does it? Well, a villain to me, a, if you say, who's a Corrie villain? I'm, I'm going to say, I'm thinking murderer. I know, I know, but you know, it could also be a blackmailer, it could be a, a con artist, it could be an arsonist, with, okay. a drug dealer. Well, one of the things that feminism has always struggled with is being e- equal to men, does that mean that we copy or do the same as men do? Or or are the things that women are better at just different? Okay, mm. so when I'm thinking of equality for women... <laughs> as far as villainry is, and going down the route of copying what men do. I want more female murderers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do. Being, well, they've because had the its is, first gay wedding this year, so maybe first female but, serial killer is just around the corner. like, is, for, for women on Corrie, it's kind of really low stakes, isn't it? It's like cheating and lying and manipulating and blackmailing. And I think, is Maya, the, like, Maya and Tracy are probably mm. the two worst female villains that have ever been. Maya didn't kill anybody, but she tried her hardest. Yeah. And and Tracy did kill somebody it, in cold blood. It really blood. is slim pickings, isn't it? I'm still wondering whether whether Hope could go down that Hope route. Hope is, think... is my little, um, what's the word, protege. Like, well, you know, the Padawan of of, of killers on, on Corrie, the the young Hope for, I don't, I don't for know whether it's too obvious, villains. but... Do, and, and, and it's still too early. I mean, she's not going to be able to be a villain for another... What seven eight years at least probably. We also so don't I think know we need to think a bit heads. shorter term. Exactly, um, but I think as as an arsonist, it it could work. It could, and especially if she sticks together with Sam, and he'd have to see 
through her sweet exterior to see the the burning. Oh, like young lovers, kind of star-crossed young lovers, where instead of they can't get together because their families don't agree, it's, I can't, I don't know if I can be with her because she's a serial killer. (laughs) I I, I wouldn't put it past Curry to make Hope a villain at some point. Or, Or, you know, maybe there's a twist and it's Ruby. Nobody would expect Ruby to be a Nobody villain. Nobody expects Ruby. Exactly. So I, I, I think that could work. What about them doing it together, like a folie a deux, like those those um, Swedish twins that ran into the into the yeah. motorway? Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Let's Sisters, have that. Sisters it, doing it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Who else has kind of shown a bit of a, a dark streak well, in I mean, Coronation Street that could be about tweaked out and, and turned into proper villain? Female murderers, and we haven't mentioned Toya yet, and she did kill Imran not that long ago. She's the most, apart from Uncle Stephen, is she the most recent killer on Corrie? Oh, I think gosh, she probably. is. Um, I, d- I don't, I don't, I don't think I could buy Toya as a murderer. I don't, we, we didn't get to see any of um, George Taylor's stint on uh, Casualty. We didn't no. get to see her, but, you We've know. Seen clips. Was it Ruth that she played I, a character? Okay, a doctor called Ruth. She was a completely, you know, we know that, we know that, that Georgia Taylor can play anything. And if you can take the bland businessman that was Stephen Reed and turn him into the most camp serial killer Corey's ever seen, then you could do the same with Toya. Because she would also be one of these do-gooder women who, like, goes, well, it's about time that you... Like, we heard that she was at the protest that we know. We were recording this in November when we just had... Um, Amy and the rest going on the spiking protest in the Northern Quarter and we know that Toya was supposed to meet them there. What is she like? No one's here so I'm just going to push someone in the canal again. Like the whole time she's been pushing people in the canal. <laughs> Imagine that, following men around who are like drunk and leering at women. Uh, th- this is, yeah, you no? can... You, I love it. You can become a, a, a villain in a soap because of your yep. principles. and Yes, um, and at the drop of a hat. yeah. Well, and, and and people have gone great, you know, got turned into great serial killers with much few of a much much fewer reason. I'm quite like what you said about their Ruby and Hope um, villainous team up, but maybe Leanne and Toya could do it as well. I mean, yes, Le- Leanne has burned a restaurant down in the past. She's certainly not white to the white. Toya's killed a man. Uh, yeah, just I think imagine a, 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 a villainous <laughs> team up, a proper double act. Because often when there is a villain on Coronation Street, they're a lone wolf, yes. aren't they? And this is what we said. It's time not feeling and friend again about. This is why Andy was a crucial character for the development of Pat Phelan's villain because he was somebody that Pat could go and talk to. Mm. And a lot of the time, we miss the internal monologue that justifies the serial killings or the killings of, of a character. So that's why, again, the the device that they used when, he, when Stephen was killing Rufus, when he was speaking to Michael and reminiscing about the, the killing that he did of, of, of Rufus, Michael was... Um, Stephen was, sorry. That was a really good device for us to get inside Stephen's mind. Yeah. And it and they're so difficult to, to, to access otherwise. But having a duo of killers who can talk to one another and bounce off of one another and eventually, because this is a soap, betray one another. Now that... I can kind of see a story where there's mysterious 
um, bodies turning and, up and, or crimes, know, and then it and, turns out that it's Toya, and that surprises the viewers, and then they carry on, and you think it's Toya doing yes. it, but then it's revealed that it's Leanne. Well, you think, oh, it can't be Toya, <laughs> because actually, she was there yeah, when this and happened. and then it turns out Leanne, and, and, and they've it, actually they've been, been doing, doing it together it, all Oh, <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> well, Stop I just, the podcast, write this down, send it in. I just don't think it stays true to character. I, I think don't that, want... I can imagine okay. the two of them in that position, go, hang on a minute, hang on, this isn't what we're like. No, I, no, no. I can't see that... I don't want this to happen to those two characters because as you as you pointed out at the very beginning, there is a shelf life. I do not want Leanne or Toya to leave the show. I don't want Daisy to leave the show. I don't want Hope or Ruby to leave the show. I think that I think that deep down, Toya especially is too good hearted to go down that I particular don't know. route. I, think... I don't know whether I'd say the same about Leanne, but maybe. I don't know. I think if some if they if they had an, a choice mm. if they thought that it was, you know, Someone I love or X, Y, Z. And let's face it, Toya killed Imran in a fit of rage. I know, I know, yeah. So yeah. she's not above but it. I, I don't I don't see her as a schemer in that same way. What about... No, who, it wasn't pre-planned. What about um, like Todd or Daniel? Because they've both shown themselves to have dark sides. Well, Todd's, to- Todd's a great character, but he has been underused and a little on the bland side, I'm afraid to say. Because, in, recent in recent times and and maybe they need to hone in on that villainousness that he had in the past and but well, I don't know he, I think he got again, quite he's involved been... in criminal activity we don't know what really happened to him in London to get, he got a scar and he ran into the woods with um with Summer with Summer God knows what that did to her but it wasn't good um th- that's possible Daniel on the other hand he pushed Ken down the stairs I I could absolutely see. I think that this would be a really good shout. And for, you know, but if Dan, if um, if Rob Mallard, Rob Mallard had chosen to leave, he could absolutely play it. He is Daniel is absolutely brooding. Has, he's, he has been unhinged, unhinged in the past. Yeah. Uh, he I could yeah. totally see him plotting. You know, you saw him push Max down the stairs. Yeah, he's the, pushed, the other it's year. It's speciality. I don't. I think it would be a shorter jump for him to be the next villain than the likes of Leanne and Toya. If the character was choosing to leave, um, it'd be a big, be a big surprise, um, and I don't I mean, know what yeah. I don't know what he'd be villainous about. And again, using the phrase "unhinged" as a kind of shorthand for fictional. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and, and it's important to me also that you pick somebody who hasn't had a mental health struggle on screen, who doesn't have you know something you can point at and say this stigmatizes people who have. Yeah, because I don't did did Daniel ever what? go to therapy or talk I about? Don't remember. I mean, I'm sure that you could say he has mm. X, Y, or Z, but I think it is important for Coronation Street to not go down the route of stigmatizing people with mental illness. Yeah. But at the same time, you cannot pretend that there's not a massive history of of um, of people going off the deep end i don't know whether i just don't know whether i'd want to lose daniel as no. the character is i think that there's far too much there's potential so for much keeping potential. him in the show for many 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 yes, many years to but come there are, as, you know, as great as i think he could be but, a villain okay i say the same thing about Toya dumelo who played he played imran who was killed off by by toya um i would much rather have seen him turn into a villain and go out that way than i would have done seeing him become a victim so imagine if if Imran had worked out that Gary was the killer of his sister and that he'd also killed Rick in the woods and then he, you know, went after Gary and it was a fight to the death in that in that way. To me, 
that is far more compelling and exciting than oh he got killed off by Toya and we're not gonna whoever they choose I'd like it to be somebody who has a a gradual decline and not just this story they're gonna turn bad there needs to be a it needs to be very long term planned and no, yeah. and 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 see him starting to have little hints and then maybe two years time he's like ah this this is a villain they're, be- they're becoming a villain i didn't realize it all, all along I, w- I wouldn't want the producer of Corrie to say well everybody what we're going to be seeing over the next two years is his descent into villainy i kind of want to feel it for myself in a way and then you know i think a really good shout would actually be summer summer um to me, she would be like the female version of John Stape if she became a villain. <laughs> it would just be a comedy of errors where she continually tried to do the right thing. Mm. Like like the last thing we saw her do on Wednesday in you know, in November this year was um Amy tried to vandalise a police car and someone went, No, stop and immediately drew everyone's attention to the fact <laughs> that Amy was doing it. Some some are so hapless and like well intentioned. Yeah. Um, she's going through trauma at the moment because obviously Paul is is going to die. Does does she kind of like turn dark because of that, or does she just like try to help and smut like literally kill kill people with kindness? Can you imagine what that story would be like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I the other idea I had for summer is like, does she join an evil cult and well, she uh, puts, her in, puts her in a, conflict in with a, uh, with baby Billy? Cult. Maybe. Well, there's loads of the. Honestly, people think. Cults are there any are like other a... kind of bland characters that would be enlivened by making them villains? Like, I think could Alia be a villain? I think he's doing nothing at the moment. What Simon? Simon Simon's I perfectly don't, I poised. I don't think he's got the charisma. Okay, but Simon's perfectly poised. I mean, uh, you you say that the the solution to that problem is recast. They wouldn't. I, I can't see. Them I'd rather recasting if I'm if I'm oh, a producer. A yeah, but I, I wouldn't want that to happen. But if I'm a producer and I'm saying I want to do something exciting with a Barlow, here's Simon. Mm. Like imagine Simon doing, because he because he's he's just got such such a big he, background. He's got nothing in, to do at the moment. In criminal then. activity. Mm. Yeah, drug yeah. deal. Drug deals gone gone wrong. Blackmail. Yeah, I couldn't see Alex Baines Simon turning into a villain. Not at the but moment. Maybe. But, but but listen, okay. You say that, but there are so many characters like Jude. Jude was just a big hunk of of boring beige until he turned into a, a serial liar. Yeah. There are yeah. so many characters, and, and Ryan. Ryan, we were saying, He's what's not a what, no? But listen, we were saying, what's Ryan? What's you know? Ryan's got potential. Can we do this out the other thing? And then they gave him this massive story. There are so like Paul. Paul was bland, and then they gave him the story, and he rose to the occasion. Who's to say that Simon couldn't also? Mm. I would. Do you think that Craig could become a bad cop? Maybe under someone else's influence. No, maybe not through his own so way earnest. he does things. Okay, right. He, he could okay. have a... He, he, he had a, a mentor, which was... um What's his face? In, in the pedo ring, didn't he? Um, yeah. No, it was, was it Neil? Um, and I don't know. If, if he had a mentor that led him down a dark path... Okay, um, I'm loving this idea, because imagine Swain. Now she's been... Um, now she's had this... Uh, meeting with you know this interview with amy where amy was confronting her and saying you're letting us down police are letting us down imagine if she used craig and kind of brainwashed craig 
into doing her like the bad you know doing the bad because he's like physically very imposing i think he could probably kill more people than swain could (laughs) Um, imagine if she kind of brainwashed him and sent him out as a minion and she was saying to him listen Craig we know this guy is an evil man and he's he's like killed somebody and raped somebody and beaten somebody and we, ca- we just can't get the evidence because he's so slick and he he intimidates all the witnesses and there's nothing we can do about it but you know if he is going to be here at this time in so the we, dark. are we kind of saying that in the story Craig is the lackey yes. the, the, and somebody and, else and is the one puppet of these, master there are so many cool women cops on Corrie that are just bit parts like Swain like McKinnon like you know uh, uh, name any of them Mm. they're all really interesting and I would love can you imagine like a shadow team of female cops all of them together like with their hoods on at night going we're gonna get Craig and we're gonna send him the problem with that story is the is probably like he would realise the the, the end would be oh I realise that what I'm doing is wrong because as dumb as Craig be can be, he, I think he is a bit too good-hearted. Maybe, maybe villainy well, listen, isn't quite for him. It wouldn't sit right with him. I can write it anywhere I like. <laughs> don't you think that would be a really epic mm. and fun idea? No, you yeah, don't like that. Maybe, maybe. I, I just don't know whether it'd, it'd be true to character. I think, I think he's. You don't too think good that Craig is gullible? Way. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think that you're it, mad, Michael. Can I just remind you that this is a man who was manipulated by his girlfriend into hiding evidence that proved that she was responsible for the death of the man that she ran over <laughs> earlier last year. I, I, he's I already like my... proven that he he is perfectly help, uh, capable of abandoning his morals and his integrity as a police officer in order to do something that somebody is ar- who who's a bat as their eyelashes at him I do, would that make no? him a villain or would that just make him the villain's puppet though well I'm happy for puppets <laughs> I, I didn't see why we're pre- prejudiced against Muppets and puppets I was a couple of others I was kind of thinking of we, we know that Debbie has absolutely got the potential to be a villain could she and Ronnie team up because we still know so little about Ronnie he seems to be a kind of generally a good guy but if they wanted to say there's not much going on with this guy at the moment let's make him um, go down the dodgy route they could um De- Debbie and him were they, they were doing that sneaky deal with the Rovers shares in the summer weren't they so we know that he's not above doing morally ambiguous or, or grey things so it could work maybe and he's a tough guy he could certainly give he's buff give people a good pasting I, he could have smashed somebody's face into a wall <laughs> um, I, I'm still wondering whether Joel this bland solicitor is he I, I don't trust him Joel is certainly the sort of man who I can imagine after spending a hard day at work defending the um, the potentially innocent but also the the criminals of Weatherfield as a public defender goes home to his incredibly bland white magnolia walled (laughs) IKEA filled and I say that as a woman who's staring at my IKEA furniture right now IKEA furnitured house and putting on a suit. Like zipping up, you know, the sort of thing you'd wear if you were going to paint everything. Mm. And going into the middle of his empty, completely empty living room where somebody's tied to a chair screaming. Yeah. And going, no, no, no. You did do the crime, didn't you? And you thought I would defend you. You know how hard my job is and how much time I spend trying to help people in your situation? And you go ahead and do what you did? No, no, no. I've got to make sure that you pay 
even if the justice system doesn't do it. I'd love that. And then he puts his little mask, his little, you know, his little blue yeah. mask on, and then he just hacks them to I, death. I like the idea of that. Yeah, he's he's certainly got a, a an air of villainousness about him. And in the background, the mm. music's playing. Swing it, shake it, move it, make it. Who do you think you are? Um, well, do you not think he's a he's a definitely a Spice Girls fan, Joe? No, don't. Yes. Don't yes, I would love us. that. Um, anyone else? Lauren could probably. <laughs> I, I I wonder if the you know, Coronation Street are trying to make us like her and say, look, she's so tragic, she's not bad really. But if that doesn't work and it's feeling like from viewer reactions, people are still not loving that character, could Coronation Street say, well, screw it, let's make her a villain after all then? I think she'd probably do quite a good job of that. I could talk a, an hour about Lauren. <laughs> well, we haven't got an hour, so you can't. No, um, but... Yeah, so who, I mean, the twist would be that she really is the the horrible racist that mm. I've been saying that she is all along. So who are who are our picks then, after all of that? So I want a female villain. It needs villain. to feel realistic. You want a female villain, do We've you? We've been saying, you know, Conor McIntyre, when he left as Pat Phelan, we did a big show where we talked about all of, you know, Pat's uh, history and we had an interview with him. And one of the things that he said that I've always agreed with is that Corey needs a big female villain. Mm. And we knew that, you know, once once Pat was was um, off the show, they'd leave it a certain amount of time, and uh, but there would be another villain. And although I love Uncle Stephen, and I think it's really cool that they use a legacy character, which is kind of... Unusual for Corey, really, don't you think? A legacy character be- being a villain. Mm. Each character's had a unique um, perspective, you know, the unique element about them, and that was Stevens. But they, re- I really feel like I would rather, you know, I-, I wish that they had done a female villain. So I'm, I'm gunning for that. I don't want to wait that long for for hope. I'd rather it was somebody who's in the show now. Yeah. I just honestly think if Daisy's gonna ever leave then I think I think with that her, would also be a good don't shout. forget her background with you know what she did to Ryan where she pretended you know that the whole date rape thing and then the drugging him we know that she she's and we still and we and, also still don't know exactly what happened when Tom died in that paddling pool do we, we don't know what happened there That's we know a... that she's um you know she's got trauma she she could take revenge imagine if just you know five years down the line she gets confronted with Justin mm. again Mm. She kills him. That would this would be one of those things where Cory starts off with this with a serial killer villain, whatever you want to say. They always start off with a killing where you're like, oh, I guess I can see how that happened, and then they eventually descend into absolute chaos and just start killing everybody. Mm. You could certainly see Daisy's first victim being Justin Rutherford, who was her stalker, who ruined the love of her life, Ryan, uh, Ryan's life forever. Yeah. I think who, who burned her, who ruined her wedding day, who's the reason that she's not together with, with Daniel, etc, etc. I think that's not a bad shout. And even from the beginning, she was a bit of a, a mysterious was one, a wasn't she? She was a villain when she came in, in, yeah. in, in the sort of a very, you know, in a very kind of small way that, that female villains can be on Coronation yeah, Street Yeah, but she could, she could be like a Tanya Pooley kind of... Um, I don't want Mad Maya. <laughs> Point two. 2.0, sorry. Okay, so are we saying Daisy now? But I, I think that somebody like... I would never want to... I would Just to, just to be clear, I never want to lose her. I think she's fantastic. Charlotte Jordan, a star power on Corrie. She's phenomenal. She's electric. She's worked so well with all the characters. They've They've got a massive 
following for her, which is well deserved. I would never want to lose her in a million years. But if I was producer and she came into me and said, I'm leaving Corrie, I would say, guess what? I've got a brilliant idea. <laughs> what, about, what, about, um, what about Ardy? Because I know what he's, you know, he's a bit dopey and lovable and doofusy now, but he's clearly going down the business route. And like we said earlier, Coronation Street hates businessmen. There very much could be a power going to his head kind of thing. And that would be really fun because then you get this good versus evil with. uh, Ardy and um, uh, Asha. Asha. Good, good Asha's but... such a goody two shoes. Imagine if she found out what her brother was up to. And also Dev. Like, I know that Dev's a comedy character for most of the time, but Jimmy Harkishan's can turn in such amazingly powerful performances. And imagine their reactions when they found out. And like, and also the amount of times that Ardy would beat himself up. Mm. You know, what would my mum say? You know, I'm letting my, my family down, et cetera, et cetera. If he suddenly just gets the, the money starts rolling in then and he sees the, the, the advantages that that brings to his life, I could see him getting um, getting turned. Well, you know, we all know who we want his first victim to be, don't we? Is he going to... Is he... What, Courtney? Yeah. <laughs> I um yeah he doesn't it doesn't need to be a murderer I think I think I'm that sorry, having I'm, him as a, a you say to me villain I say I murderer there's many types of villain and I think just general tycoon kind of businessman character that is a thorn in people's side and um yeah and just as a very smug yeah, but you're and you're talking about an antagonist yeah that's different oh it's similar enough to me right we need to move on that's plenty of discussion as always with these things we haven't got an, an exact answer but we got, we got a few ideas for you maybe that's sparked a few ideas for uh, people at home uh, should we move on to the next question I think so okay so uh, Penelope has been our next person to email us in as a question for our listener questions part thank you Penelope she says if characters who rarely interact formed an unexpected alliance for a common goal what would the goal be murder no, no, we're not having murders anymore. We've done it Gemma. already, Penelope. Stop Listen going back. on about it. How would their unique skills or personalities contribute to the success of the mission? So we've got unconventional team-ups. I do like it when characters who aren't usually in a scene together are thrown together for some reason. It just feels a bit different and interesting. We had it last week with um, Bernie and Abby when they were sitting together downstairs in number five. And it's like, oh, I don't, don't know whether these ever have ever spoken to each other before. And that was that scene, apart from the fact that the performances and the script was fantastic, just the, the novelty of it, um, yeah. made it made it very watchable. So I like the idea of throwing together characters with people that they haven't really had much to do with. Um, Normally it's family stuff, isn't it? There, there are a lot of chalk and cheese family members who, um, who team up, but they're people that normally yeah, would yeah. be together. So I, 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 I think that there's probably quite a lot to choose from here because there, I would say most characters on Coronation Street have got a relatively small. Um, yeah. group of characters that they would interact with. If you're doing one I of would... those little charts where you draw a line, you know, you have a bubble yeah. and you draw a line to how much they talk to each other. And and that's a real change from the early days, isn't it? Back when the cast was so small, everybody had scenes with everyone else for some reason. I know you had a few like the Factory Girls back in the 60s who didn't really speak to many people. But generally, you could fit the whole cast into the Rovers at once. So everyone yeah. would have some opportunity that's for a true. sort of crossover. Mm. But these days, with the cast the size it is, and of course the filming blocks that they do, um, that's not always possible. Um, and, and there's probably loads of 
pair-ups there that you'd never realise, oh, these characters have got perfect chemistry. Um, let's put them together and, and, and you know, and, and make a make a great story out of it. Well, I mean, one of, the, one of the things you like to ask people when, we, when you do an interview with them for the show is, like, who would you have liked to have worked with? Yeah, that you never got a chance to. And there's always loads of... It's always easy for people to go, oh, yeah, I would have loved to have done a scene with X, Y, or Z. Yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, I never really got a scene with Ken. I'd like to have had a scene with him just because, you know, he's Ken. He's Ken. But, yeah, sometimes and you she, get the idea she's that... she's just Barbie. Sometimes you get an idea that I think that my character would spark off that particular character very well. Petition for Ken to get a new dog called Barbie. Okay, okay. Um, have you? Who, who would you say in the past has been able to um, work with somebody unex- and form an unexpectedly interesting par- partnership on Corey? Well, I mean... The the romance between Bernie and Dev was a great example because oh, they're yeah, talking yeah. cheese. Yeah, they, they they work well. I would have never have put them to, together, but the actually is, they, they do work well. When you're thinking about putting characters together, you, you're either going to be like, oh, hello, I'm your new family member. So so Daisy, uh, you know, ended up ending up embroiled in the heart, in the bosom of the Barlows through her relationship with, with Daniel. Mm. Um, or like getting a job. So, for example, Lauren working at Roy's roles with all these characters that she never would have ever spoken to before. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think That's, of. But it's just with Lauren, it's a little bit different family, because she's new anyway. But but yeah, Daisy had been on the show for a little while before she became embroiled with the Barlows. That's true. I I would say thinking about other successful unexpected at least successful pair-ups in the past Tracy and Todd worked well behind mm. the counter at Preston's Petals didn't Love they because they were both particularly um, cynical and sort of spiky characters themselves and even to Tracy with Tracy with Mary yeah uh, unexpectedly worked well Tracy with Tracy with Abbott they would never hang out together no Tra- Tracy's had quite a few pair-ups that work well Honestly, that, and you would have never thought yeah. to put them together even Tracy and Steve are a weird pairing even though I love them mm. but with um, Abby as well I kind of mentioned there with Tracy I've always said that Abby is the kind of character that you could throw into a scene with anybody and it would automatically elevate that scene I think that Sally Carmen just brings out the best in everybody that she op- acts opposite against uh, opposite of yes, to be yes. honest I mean here's, here's a good example of a very recent one where characters who really interact form an unexpected alliance for a common goal Ed walking in on everyone trying to scoop Paul out of the bath is a, is a fairly good one. Yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed had Ed had being, some... Yeah, he, but, he'd work with Paul. Ed, Yeah, but Ed kind of walking in on this kind of like the gay dads alliance trying to, you know, being recruited for help so they could get him out of the bath. Mm. That led to a really lovely scene where it's like, I don't know what you're doing and I don't understand it, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person and we're all human beings so yeah. let's just get on with it and then he from from that kind of very uh, uncomfortable initial situation you feel like he's grown as a person now because he's he's been around a very intimate scene mm. and it challenged him because do not forget and I think we we all have his reaction to um, his son coming out as gay he hated it yeah yeah that's true I, I that didn't even cross my mind until now no but you know he was I would you know, far be it from me to brush somebody with a label. I would never do that. But 
wasn't he slightly homophobic? Mm. And mm. that you know, now he's helping Paul out of out of the bath when In he was having nude. a romantic tryst with his husband. I think you know? that I think what, that... what a moment of character growth, and that came from an unexpected alliance. I think that wasn't... once Paul is is gone, oh, no. developing the relationship between Ed and Billy might be quite good because they're both... They're, well, you they're know. Ni- they're neither of them are crazy party animals. They're both kind of wise men of the world. I know Billy used to be more of one in the past, but I think I could see scenes of those two teaming up and having a, just a good old chat together over the... Over a well, let's, over a pint in their overs that could that could be quite. Well, let's talk about you know the the, <clears throat> the obvious issue here is that the Bailey's very um, separated. Well, that's why I'd like to find out somebody to team up with. Um, you know the the you know the the racial divide here, if there is one, but the common uh, what's the word it's connection is religion. Yeah, because Ed's homophobia was apparently I think partly I, informed by his religious beliefs that we never really went into no they've been, they've been kind of forgotten since haven't they they, have, they, they know, did talk saying, about Ed I'm and Aggie going to church yes I know but yeah. they, they, their religious family Dee Dee's not you know Dee Dee was talking about the fact that she found solace in religion when she moved to LA and she was lonely but that didn't come from nowhere no. She's obviously got a family background to seek help from a church. Not everybody would think to do that. She's obviously... There's a reason why she's doing that. Mm. Um, but Billy and, and Ed, you know, in the wake of Paul's death, finding meaning in life, you know, that's a common goal, isn't it? Yeah. Going to church together, perhaps Billy, you know, saying, Dee Dee told me, or Paul told me that Dee Dee took her to church... What church did you go to? And, and you know, Ed saying, hey, come come to a service with me. That would... I think those kinds of connections, unexpected connections, can be some of the most human and mm. interesting and deep things that, that a soap can do. Yeah. Because the thing about modern life is that we all feel very separate from one another. And when you go on the internet, it's so easy to find a group of people that you feel deeply understand you because you can find the most niche collection of people you could possibly imagine. Um, but in real life, if therefore, the contrast, you feel as though the people around you, you, you can't understand them because you think of all the differences. So, so Soap's doing this kind of connecting people is a really important thing, I think, mm. to, sh- to show we can bridge these gaps. We're all humans. We all have the same basic needs and and we're all generally decent people underneath all, you know, all these kind of layers of likes and dislikes. So that scene, I think that's one of the things, the, the bath scene, that's one of the reasons why it spoke so deeply to so many of us. Because even if you don't feel like you could connect to anyone's individual experience like i'm not a black builder i'm not a gay man i'm not a vicar but there was a real human a connection that i felt to everybody in that scene because they they were all just being there together and helping one another on a very basic level does that make any yeah, sense yeah no absolutely i, I don't know if I'm yeah no that's and that's which is why i would like to see more of the the billy and ed relationship 
well, I'd like to see that stick. Yeah, because well, well, Top Billy's going to be grieving. Yeah, and and I think that Ed could be really supportive. But there. when you see those connections that are unexpected on a soap, it gives you hope, doesn't it? It makes you think that if only you could find the one thing that the one thing you could both agree on, you could be friends with anybody. Mm. And I, I know that there are lots of people that are terrible, etc., etc. But isn't that just what we kind of want from? life yeah. just to be able to understand one another and get along yeah. that, that's i know it's a disneyfied version of of life but when you see something like that it really warms your heart and makes you feel good about about life mm. it's, May- i know maybe it's silly no 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 um the, the, the penelope's question as well was um could they what would their common goal that they'd be teaming up rather yeah. than just being friends you know I'm this, wondering the bath if... scene was a very short term goal wasn't it and it was it was a clear objective it felt like a side quest in a, in a computer game um, what about what about Michael Bailey because he he doesn't really have a friend does he no. I, I'd quite like to see him team up with Ryan and they've not had anything to do with each other but I think that in... oh entrepreneurs now they both have well Ryan's not an entrepreneur Ryan well, DJ Ryan yeah yes he is an entrepreneur is he? He. Do you think that DJs are employed by some kind of central agency? So is is Michael going to become? Pers- Listen, when you're a creative person, unfortunately, it comes with the burden of having to be an entrepreneur. You've got to be your own hype man. You've got to be an accountant. You've got to promote yourself. He is an independent businessman with no business sense. Okay. <laughs> he he. The the only way he could think of making money was to go on OnlyFans. So. Him and Michael teaming up, I could see them sparking off each other because you've got Ryan with the creativity and the kind of drive to promote himself. And then Michael, he's always trying to think of business things. Yeah, I, I, I just think that their personalities and the fact that neither of them are the cleverest people, but they're both, oh, they're both shown themselves to be quite full of energy and they've got a little heart and yeah they, they 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 absolutely do i think that they could be you know along the same lines as a stephen tim or a stephen oh, lloyd yeah. kind of, of friendship but if, they'd only, have to... if only underworld was a completely different business honestly <laughs> well you know what i mean you yeah. can just imagine i can't see ryan ever going oh, i've got a sudden passion for women's underwear <laughs> but but if if underworld was anything else mm. It's in the same way that they made up this completely fictitious idea that, that Michael's got a passion for T-shirt slogans. Yeah. Um, who else Who else hasn't got somebody? Who else needs a partner? Um, well, I mean, you're saying uh, part... Is it definitely but, two people or... Yeah. Or, or, Perhaps they rarely interact. I mean, you're talking about entrepreneurs. A... What about Chesney? Mm. His Chesburger idea. Yeah, who could nowhere. develop that with him? Michael and Ryan. Do you reckon? Oh, do, I would love that idea. That wouldn't be a bad Those team, three would it? getting into business together, you'd have Chesney doing the, the recipe development and the kind of like the the businessy kind of thing. And, and maybe Ryan would be like the hype man and promoter. And then Michael would be like the one who's driving creativity and coming up with new ideas and new markets I'd like to, to see Chez have something to get excited about and maybe working with those two to promote Chez burger. Do you think he can burger. physically produce a smile <laughs> I anymore? Don't know. I don't know. This would be the story that proves it, wouldn't it? Um, I, 
I, I was thinking um, like Brian is in desperate need of a partner because since Kathy left, was it last year or the year before? I can't even remember. He's been really floating about and they've had a bit of him with, with Rita in the cabin, but I wouldn't say they're that much of a double act because Rita's not in it very much. What do we know about Brian? He's he likes, intelligent. He's intelligent. He's an ex-teacher. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some kind of child thing there. Yeah. He's also... He cares about the, the business as like a local community thing. Mm. But he also likes gardening. Yeah. So that make local gardening children. Maybe he could make some kind of like gardening club that went into Victoria Gardens. Mm. And maybe... Who would... Who, like... Alia, I'm thinking, yeah, young, oh, that younger, doesn't inspire me. It doesn't inspire me either. But younger, younger people who might, maybe someone, maybe um, Tyrone going. I want the kids to get involved in gardening. What maybe. do you think? Who, I, who I, do you see with him? I don't know. I mean, I really, really enjoyed the small amount that we saw of him and Abby together a few years ago. And when was that? What you, there? you know, like with the the victim statement, and also oh, he was he there was teaching her as uh, her English, That's wasn't he, true. for a GCSE. And maybe Abby could discover her green fingers and maybe she might be grow- tempted to grow some illegal substances in the... Oh, that uh, would be really good fun. In Brian's allotment. Imagine if Brian and Abby kind of signed up for an allotment together. Yeah. That would be a great chalk and cheese relationship and sometimes yes. those can be the best, couldn't oh, they, Oh, can you Brian imagine Abby? Abby being like, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know that you would be such a... You know, complain so much about the fact that I left beer cans in the. And Abby does bring out the in best the in characters, and I think Brian could sometimes do with a little bit drink. of a. Uh, but I think Brian could maybe do with a bit of pepping up from somebody. Yeah, like maybe her. maybe Abby comes home and she starts waxing lyrical mm. about broad beans, and Kevin I'd... doesn't understand her, so she has to go and buy a, a quarter, quarter of a. Uh, um, but toffees from <laughs> Brian to get him to talk to her. I, I, I mean, I, I do think that Abby could could work for with anybody. Abby's fantastic. But, you know, Shona, she doesn't have a friend, and I think that Abby and Shona they'd make a brilliant, vibrant, lively, like, fun. Oh, of course they would, but it doesn't feel like unexpected though. They're like it's unexpected in a friends. way that they that it doesn't need. To, the, the question was characters who rarely interact, That's and those true. two don't. Yeah. Would they, they go? In, would they go into business They'd together, or would friends. they just would they just be mates? They feel like they're mates that just for some reason haven't happened. They just yeah. they they would team up with the common goal of having a good time together. Maybe are there any lovers that would get together? What is it? Characters who really interact as a, as a common goal of getting it on. <laughs> I don't know whether this question is kind of no, going down that route of the romance because that's that's something something separate. I. I don't know. I just kind of think, can't get away from the idea of putting Abby with anyone. Abby and oh, no, Glenda Abby, Abby would and work. Anyone. Yeah. Um, Abby is like Abby's like bread in a sandwich. You can have any filling you like. Mm. Um, Amy and Roy, I think, would be quite good. I mean, I suppose Roy and Brian have had a partnership, a, a, a friendship. I, I Roy and Amy. Can earlier. I just say, Roy Abby... and Amy has got some. No, I was wanted to say that there was definitely some untapped something with Roy. I can never remember what Amy knows yeah, about when there's... she was patient. Okay, the background there is that Roy 
Um, and Roy thought Tracy, that she was her, that he was her Tracy dad. tricked Roy into thinking that she had, yeah. that she had been impregnated by him, and then he thought that Amy was his daughter before she was born, and he mm. and Haley were going to adopt her and call her Patience. And a- Amy is in, is very intelligent, and I think would work well with Roy. We've already seen him have a lovely relationship with Nina, and I don't want to yeah, say that Amy is, that is a million miles away. Yeah, that's not different. But it, enough. It's not different enough, but I think. It, it could work. It could be fun. I don't know what they would, what they'd do particularly. I think I'm going to say that it feels to me like Roy and Abby are kind of cheat codes. Mm. You can put them with anyone. Yeah. Because they're so right. Abby, Abby, Abby is so so easy to get on with, and Roy is just so unlike everybody that he becomes the contrast to almost any character, and it becomes more interesting to watch because of that reason. Mm. Evelyn's um, another one that's really popular at the moment that you could probably say. Evelyn's so hot right now. Is there is there a, a, like a, an unexpected who would Evelyn work with? Well, that's why it's could... really fun to watch her with um, her grandchildren, mm. isn't it? Because they are just completely different from one another. Is there like a young version of Evelyn who could, who she could discover and they could just have a bitch about people with? I'd... Nina, Nina and Evelyn. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're not a million miles away because Evelyn, of the Roy connection. If but... Evelyn was 50 years younger, she'd be a goth. <laughs> <laughs> could, could Nina convince Evelyn to go goth now? I think that Nina and Toya would work well as a as a friendship. They, we, they've, they've, they've dipped their toe in there in the past, haven't they, with having them go off on protests together. But I think Toya is in dire need of a friend. She's barely even got Who? a job or somewhere to live. Eve, Toya. Toya and... Nina. No, Toya and Evelyn. Maybe. I can imagine Evelyn confessing to Toya that she burned a bra. <laughs> Can't you? Yeah, yeah. And maybe you could get really dark with it and sort of have Evelyn say to Toya, I see you, I saw you inspired her doing this, that and the other. And it makes me sad because, you know, I feel like all the things I did when I was a kid and I'm wondering whether Hope and Ruby are going to get the chance because of global warming, mm. which we know is a thing that, that Toya and Spider were really concerned about. I mean, yeah. it depends. I know that, that um, Coronation Street are very um, into... Into green. Into being green. And we had all the, the stuff with, with Maria and, you know, the recycling and the parking and the pollution and the green spaces. It felt preachy. Would Toya and Evelyn be able to get a message across that felt a bit less so. I think Toya would still come across as preachy, but I think Evelyn... Tempers could... it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That could work. That what could about work. Maria and who's... Because you see, this is the thing. So so when you're saying characters that really interact with each other, I'm also thinking characters that don't make logical sense to, mm. to be friends, which is why Maria and David work always work so well, because they're, you know, so different from one another. Do you think that Evelyn and Sam could make a good team up maybe when he's a little bit older i don't know but i can i could say i could sit almost see them sitting at a bar together and saying the same things yeah because <laughs> yeah. I, I can imagine sam as being a bit of a gossip and well, not, not, imagine... not nasty but the fact that sam likes hope and she's kind of nasty i could see him maybe yeah. trying to to temper her well imagine maybe. evelyn saying something like you know when i was with a girl mm. when we we thought about the future, I thought I'd be living on Mars, but you could actually do it. That just, would be a really touching conversation to talk about the hopes 
of of older generations and whether young people still share those dreams because you know every every generation has their own obsessions and and Sam's is kind of it feels like it's come round in a full circle do you know I feel like we missed out on the kind of the big space exploration bug our generation because yeah, we were like we're never gonna no one cares about going to to the mm. moon and we can't go to Mars yeah but, but now it's back again but now there's a real possibility that the first person to go to Mars is alive right now yeah and they're not our age are they no but Evelyn would been would have been the, the sort of person you know of the generation that were like wow the, go to the moon amazing mm. I just think that Evelyn might see something in Sam and real because she doesn't suffer fools gladly and, and Sam is by no means a fool and I think that she might quite like the idea of having an intelligent discussion with him. Well, he's also, you, you know, can, you can imagine him her sitting down with him and going, listen, if you're going to be dating my granddaughter, I want to get to know you a bit better. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, they could, actually. That would make a great scene. Um, and I think that it might soften Evelyn. To, uh, but maybe she wouldn't like to admit that she was enjoying Sam's company because she doesn't like to show her but weaknesses imagine... and I think she would consider that a weakness hanging out oh, with definitely. a hanging out with a 13 year old but you can imagine how cute it would be for her to have Sam be like yeah no, I, I won't be home for dinner tonight like what what are you doing like well me, me and Evelyn are going to the yeah what's it called where you look at stars in the yeah, inside planetarium, planetarium. <laughs> I was like it's not arboretum because that's trees <laughs> But it sounds similar. <laughs> right, another idea that I had about a team-up, and I don't think these characters re- often have much to do with each other, I think that um, Dev and Brian could be quite silly. I think that Ooh, a story they where they're... They could have a rivalry, but, no, but no, then no, they no, team I, up. Well, yeah, I, I think that a team-up where there's a risk of the both of their businesses, the corner shop and the cabin, being closed because of the, the threat of fresh goes going big or, you know, yeah, it's yeah. The, the, the small business owner fighting against the conglomerate. Um, is that the right word? Yeah. Sort of business. Whatever. I think that could be good. And, and they're both so silly. That could be quite a oh, funny... Oh, they're hammy, aren't they? They're, they're both mega hams. And they, it could be cringy, but I wouldn't mind We'd trying like it. it out. Dev and Brian, I think that... They're, I don't know. Yes, could, could because work. because they it'd be fun like to focus on the the initial misgivings they would have. Like you know, Brian would distrust Dev because of, of his Lothario kind of status and his kind of upper middle class kind of like golfing and all private school and all this kind of stuff. And mm. Dev might think that that Brian's too standoffish and doesn't loosen up, and maybe they go and get drunk together at the. <laughs> I wonder whether Dev Rovers. would like try and invest in the cabin to try and um, secure or, or bolster Offset, the, yeah. the the two businesses, and 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 Brian wouldn't like that. He want he'd want to keep it independent. Well, he's very proud. They're both yeah. proud. I think that there would be a lot of bickering yeah. in how's the best way to take down this external threat from Freshcos. That would be fun. Yeah, but they'd, yeah, they'd be united against this common enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, That's um, fun. What else? Um, I I had to go with ideas. I'm trying to remember. I. Again, I was thinking of Evelyn. Could she team up with Chesney because they both like dogs? I don't know. No, not not inspiring anything. I, no. Dog, dog walking not service. Not fun, really, is it? It's not. That doesn't sound like that great a relationship. But the greatest story. I think we've come up with some good ideas. I, I don't. What about um? Do you remember? Was it last year when Alia worked at the um? 
got the job at the solicitor's office. I and think they she made still a, works there. I don't really know, maybe. But they made a big thing and they were like publicity photos of, hey, Didi and Alia, they're the new great team. Do you remember? Yes, they made a huge thing I about it. And, and for, for about two weeks, Didi and Alia were the next hot pairing in Coronation Street. And they were like, I'm going to look at this Nothing has happened with them since. I don't... Could, could Didi make Alia more interesting because she's certainly rocketed in popularity she's, yeah, she's really gone down popular. well, and well no, putting th- Dee with different people she, not quite good. the same level as Abby but she's certainly she's certainly fun well, well I think the question is who could Alia team up with to make her interesting yeah, and and DD is a possibility, uh, but, but do, they're already but, together. Yeah, they are. But uh, let's see them. Let's see them interact socially, yeah, know, and not just looking over paperwork together at the, at the lawyer's didn't... office. Yeah, but they're too similar. Mm-hmm. No, the thing is about those two characters. You know, the, what's the initial question? Just go back to it. Characters that uh, who rarely interact. interact. See. Yeah, yeah. I suppose okay, they do and, rarely and, interact. And I mean, they don't rarely. The interact. unspoken element of that question is also who are dissimilar to one another. Mm. And I would get, I would say that as young professional women of colour in Weatherfield, they are like kind of foregone conclusion friends. It, yeah. There's nothing interesting or exciting about, oh, look, Didi and Alia are going out for a meal. Oh, wow. I would never have seen them together. What do you mean? They hang out together all the time. The thing Who I- could Alia be with that would make her... Alia can be very principled sometimes to an annoying level. So maybe some might may, say like me. Maybe is, does she does she turn down? No, sorry. Does she team up with somebody to take down a villain? You know, if there's someone a, who doesn't care, someone who's blue. What was? Didn't she have something going on with Gary at one point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. I mean, they were she going lost out. Virginity to Gary, I think. That's unfortunate because those two do feel like completely opposite. Her and David, Alia and David. Alia and maybe it's it's a, it's a really difficult one. Who who what kind of villain if if we're going down that route would Alia want to take down? Was it a rival <sighs> business Someone's owner boring. or is it someone who's doing boring things like I can see her. I like can dumping s- chemicals in the canals. I could maybe see her teaming up with Amy because yeah. l- l- last year she was. Um, I suppose they do. They don't interact. No, they don't interact, and they're both very, they're both very principled, aren't they? Oh my god, though, the imagine would it be the, a bit of a preachy, too much no, of a preachy team up? I think everyone would turn it off. I yeah. This I, is the thing I don't about being, being a young really woman with principles. Unfortunately, makes you a target. Okay, Alia and and Steve. Can you think of somebody who's got l- fewer principles and is less PC than Steve? <laughs> Not very many other characters are as, you know, he's like a, he's kind of like, yeah, like a slobby layabout, kind of like Lister in, in Red Dwarf now. Mm. Do you not think? Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. a guy who's only concerned with physical pleasures and not worrying about the future and things. And maybe they're, they're what's happened to cheese, Amy... But I don't know what- Maybe what's happened to Amy makes him suddenly gain some kind of social consciousness and he realises that he's in danger of leaving the world a worse place than it was when he, when he you know, when he found it. And it certainly um, raised some I suspicions with Tracy. I can't think of anything Tracy. interesting that the two of them could do together. No. There's, there's also, um, you know, the potential of do, do we have two characters joining up to form a business? If, if Underworld finally goes under and there's a new factory that goes there, we always wanted there to be a food factory. Mm. So does, does Stu team up with 
Michael to 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 do that or I don't know. That could be quite fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just I just a bit fed up with the factory or or the Rovers team. You know, who know, we don't know what's going to happen to the Rovers when it eventually and you know it's going to happen at some point, isn't it? Reopen is Jenny still going to be there or are they going to have a new Rovers team thrown together? There? I think I don't, the Rovers quite, team they've got is good. I'd, 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 I'd quite like to see Sally invest in the Rovers. I think that Sally and Jenny could at times work well, but also completely get up each other's noses. I think that's rife for comedy potential, that. Mm. Don't you think? Because they've already they've already locked horns in the past. I think when Jenny came back into it, um, whenever that was, um, she, she and Sally had some unfinished business. And, yeah, they... Wasn't Jenny trying to um, thwart her plans to be a councillor or a mayor or something? I can't remember, but... I think that Sally's been in the show such a long time and it's almost like a rites of passage for to to stand behind the bar of the Rovers. Maybe having... It feels like it, she's kind of destined, in a way, to, to be in the Rovers, but I don't want Jenny to go. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of a, maybe a partnership there. Could work. It doesn't seem to be inspiring you. Anything else? I think I, I think we've come up with quite a few examples of some good ones. So should we Do you end not think? I, d- I don't know whether we've got the absolute yes, of course, these two are clamouring to be next to, uh, to to be with each other. Obviously, to put these two together, the, the chemistry is, would be clear. Um, but I'd like to see them try it a little bit more, just experiment with different pairings uh, rather than sticking with the same characters being with, this, the ones that they always have. And it's not that they never do. I mean, having um, Lauren with Ryan just recently was something that we wouldn't have necessarily expected to see happen. Did we see um, Did we see fireworks or the brilliant chemistry between them then? Not, not necessarily, but it was it was nice to try. So, uh, and, and also when we had, like we said, Abby and Bernie, when we had Evelyn and, and co in the factory last week was, was kind of fun. Evelyn, Evelyn versus Carla, that was... Enjoyable. Evelyn and, and the rest in the factory was a cool idea, but it didn't go anywhere. No, no, not at all. It was just that. Oh, wouldn't that be funny if Evelyn worked in the factory? Yeah. So yeah, try try throwing more people together, Coronation Street. Um, See what more, sticks. It, it just more more community, more people getting together just because they happen to live on the same street. And I mean, for example, we had the whole. Um, Brian talking about signing up everybody to go and dredge the canal and tidy the canal up. Yeah. That could have been a really fun example of a bunch of people hanging out that never really would. Like, you know, I can see Brian and Nina in their gloves with their sticks Mm. poking at the depths, seeing if they can find any dead bodies. dead bodies down there. You know? Nina would love that. More things... That like that that makes sense in modern life as to why you, you would get people that would never normally hang out together. Uh, yeah, fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's leave it there then. I don't know whether. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced we've come up with brilliant answers for that one. So we do apologise for to Penelope. Well, we're, not getting but... pa- we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> we're not. But if, if if any of our listeners <laughs> have got any uh, brilliant ideas, uh, or, or we were getting close to something but didn't quite touch on it, do write in and let us know. We have had a we're couple just of... We've um, ideas for free, you know. To, we've had a couple of suggestions for the, the answers to these questions from some of our <laughs> listeners already. Um, Nancy has also suggested Beth oh, as yeah. a villain um, and likes the idea of an Amy and Nina team up. I think that they could work well as 
both principled, intelligent yeah. characters. Chesney and Ryan, an interesting pair. Mm. I mean, that was the, you know, the, the, the two of the trio I suggested with Michael being the third. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, and, and Toya and Gail as a, as a team-up, Nancy suggests. I, I don't think, I think that would be the nail in the coffin for Toya if they try and team her up with her. Honestly, I don't think it would work. Um, Nav- Navdeep has suggested Eliza as a demon child for Corrie's next villain. <laughs> maybe killing maybe killing Dom and and her and uh, Stu teaming up to hide the body. How does that... I'd, I wouldn't say no. How does that float your boat? wouldn't say no. Um, Jack has just said, uh, as we did earlier, Debbie Webster would make a fabulous villain. We didn't really villain. go very much into Debbie being a villain, did we? We didn't, but it almost it kind of almost goes without saying. But I really, really, really would not want her to have a shelf life. Well, this is why she's... But to give her... This. If she was a villain that... It was, I suppose it was a bit like when we said a few weeks ago... Kill off, have Stephen kill off Dr. Gaddas because at least give Gaddas yeah. the time in the spotlight. If we had a couple of good years of villain at front and centre of Coronation Street, but the, <gasps> the the price of it was that she was out of the street by the end of it. I just had a good may, idea. May, maybe I would. What? Can you just imagine if Debbie had a special pair of murder earrings? Murder earrings. But she was like, right, you know, you know how like it's murder earrings. Well, you know, like when you see the the the. In a movie, the montage of somebody getting ready to go and do something. Yeah. You can just imagine, like, Debbie putting on a pair of earrings and you're like... Well, like her lucky uh-oh, earrings. These like... are the murder earrings that she always wears when she's going to murder somebody. So this would be like the black gloves, the Richard Hillman yes. black gloves. Instead of having of black gloves, she could have special earrings. I think those ones that she has that look like the holy hand grenades. You're talking about the, uh... the Vivian Westwood ones. <laughs> um, Jack also says uh, about Debbie, she's already been a bit mischievous in the past but could that could spill into downright wickedness I could see her cutting the brakes on a car or something maybe if Uncle Ronnie does the dirty on her oh yeah I love it I can imagine how much fun would it be the juxtaposition of the two physical presences because Uncle Ronnie's like you know big and buff and then you've got Debbie who's so petite and blonde Slight, yeah. and then the, her dispatching Uncle Ronnie wouldn't that just inspire us women <laughs> To know that we could do um, anything. Jack also says that Ryan and Michael would be a good pair. Oh, we said that earlier, didn't oh, that's we? A good, yeah, Going yeah. into business together. They're both very ambitious, but a bit useless. So together they could dream big and there could be lots of comedy there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. There's our listener questions for the week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for sending, um, your thank questions you for sending in. in your questions. Put them on our Facebook group or email them. We collect them all together and, and we eventually get around to a good chunk of them. Yeah. But uh, that is it. So um, we'll be Thank back you. at the weekend to talk about this week's Coronation Street. It's, it's seeming like a good one so far, isn't it? We've, so far. We've, we've, we've enjoyed it so far, so let's hope that Friday um, gets the hat-trick. Um, but until then, goodbye. Thank you for listening. Ta-ra. We're going to go and have our dinner now. Gemma. Au revoir. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Mm-hmm.